0: The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Servicemaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the Yellow Van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded.
1: Excuse me, Mr. President. They found some top secret documents in your brown pants. Well, we haven't reached that point yet, I guess, but that could be next. Uh, this is an ongoing story, of course. Uh, they're finding classified documents in various places where the big guy has hung out and the media will have a tough time spinning this one but they'll try and we'll talk about that with Jeff McCall professor of communications at DePaul University in a few minutes but there's another story that involves the media and that would be Damar Hamlin the kid from Pittsburgh who got out of the hospital yesterday after having the heart attack on the field last week in Cincinnati and I've been asking why the media haven't been asking about the possibility that the COVID-19 vaccine has something to do with his heart attack. And I've been taking some heat from people on Twitter for even wondering about it, telling me I was insensitive and blah, blah, blah. Finally, though, uh, I came across a story at the Ohio Press Network that addresses the subject. There are cardiologists quoted in this story and stats that make it mandatory for any serious media person to ask about this possible connection. But according to the story, the media uh, have been told not to ask about it by the doctors in Cincinnati, and they've refused to answer whether Hamlin had any prior heart damage or if they had done an electrocardiogram on him, and no one has asked if he's been vaccinated. And how about this little nugget? I didn't know this, but the NFL is a member of something called the COVID-19 Community Corps. That's a Biden administration program, and it transfers money to participating organizations in exchange for promoting COVID-19 vaccination among their members. Go get your booster. You've heard those. Well, the doctors in Cincinnati who treated Hamlin have said they'll refuse all media requests moving forward. And there are still people in the media who will trash anyone else in the media who dares to even suggest that it might have had something to do, you know, with the vaccine or COVID-19. Any person in the media who is covering this story and doesn't ask questions about the vaccine should find another line of work. We'll talk to Jeff McCall about this when we come back. And then our second half hour, something a little different, we're going to talk to a journalist who lived her entire life in New York City and found a new life living in rural America. And she's not going back. Stick around.
2: Woo-hoo. Snarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So, wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to ACERetirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from
3: AARP and the Ad Council. Eric was way behind on his taxes. I
0: owed a lot of money to the IRS, almost $15,000. I tried to make payments. The IRS wasn't satisfied with Eric's efforts, so they came after him full force. They're coming to put a lien and a hold on all my income, my home, my car. I was just overwhelmed
3: at what to do. Then Eric called Optima Tax Relief.
4: When
0: Optima Tax got involved, the cars would stopped, the threats were stop. It was easy like, uh, one, two, three.
3: Optima Tax Relief is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, and their team of expert tax professionals took care of Eric's problem.
0: I owe 15000 and now my debt is clean. I don't owe anything. Take Eric's advice. If you have a tax problem, you need to call Optima Tax
5: now.
3: Call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 80 354 2840 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
6: If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much for your wireless service. Because Pure Talk gives you the exact same 5G coverage as one of those big carriers on the exact same network, but saves the average family over $800 a year. And Pure Talk doesn't lock you into an overpriced unlimited data contract. Why pay for data you don't need? Instead, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone and keep your number. Or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. So what are you waiting for? Start saving today. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code off, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code off. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless.
7: These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are a rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300.
0: This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer.
1: Well, the big guy's making it tough on the media. Now everybody knows he had some classified documents of his own. And then after the way they went after Donald Trump, uh, they have to decide how they can give the big guy a pass, I guess. Jeffrey McCall is a professor of communications at DePaul University and a media critic for The Hill and also our, the man we lean on uh, when it comes to subjects uh, involving the media. He joins us now. Jeff, thanks for being here, as usual. You're welcome, John. Great to be with you. So it's early, uh, and I, I, it's actually still going on, and I, I see that, the, that uh, at the press conference they're actually asking questions, uh, people other than Peter Ducey. Uh, but should we expect the media to twist themselves into pretzels on this one before it's
4: over? <laughs> well, they'll probably get to that point. Uh, But I must say, I think uh, in the last day or so, we've seen, you know, surprisingly, uh, some of the mainstream or establishment media being pretty aggressive on this. And uh, at the uh, White House press conference yesterday, uh, hosted by Karine Jean-Pierre, the press secretary, CBS's Ed O'Keefe was quite aggressive in challenging her. And so I think, uh, you know, it remains to be seen how long they'll continue this path. But I must say, you know, media credibility has declined, as you and I have talked about. And if the media totally does a sandbag on this one, it will decline even more, because I think it's pretty obvious to any news consumer out there that these Biden documents are news uh, and that there is something wrong here. And the media is gonna, would really have a hard time, I think, totally sandbagging this thing or whitewashing it, however you want to put it. Uh, especially given the way they looked at the raid on Mar-a-Lago last August. Because, uh, I mean, if you, you I'm sure you remember this, but if you think back to the media coverage last August when the uh, FBI raided uh, Trump's compound in Florida, I mean, all of the press reports were talking about lawlessness and nobody's above the law and a threat to national security, and it was really hair on fire kind of stuff before they even really knew what those documents were about. I mean, we really still don't know what the Trump documents were all about. So, I mean, given the hair-on-fire approach of last August, it would really seem shallow uh, and superficial if the media didn't try to at least fake for a while that they are sincerely concerned about the Biden documents. And the Biden documents, you know, might actually even be more uh, complicated uh, than Trump's. Because, I mean, for one thing, Biden was vice president. At least Trump was president. Uh, And, you know, Trump's documents, for what we can tell, were in his Mar-a-Lago compound, which I'm sure has tons of security. But I'd be very curious to know how much security was at that University of Pennsylvania Biden think tank and how much security there was around Biden's garage (laughs) in Delaware. Uh, Because I think, you know, again, who knows the nature of these documents? But I would think it would have been it would have been hard for an average person or, you know, Russian spy or somebody to get the stuff out of Mar-a-Lago. But it might not have been that hard for people to walk into a university owned building in Washington, D.C. and start snooping around. So, I mean, there are lots of questions there. And I think another question, frankly, is, you know, when Biden was asked about this yesterday, he said, oh, I was surprised to know they had that stuff there. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, well, well, how else did it get there? Right. Um, how did, did it get in did, your garage this, Yeah, did this happen on your say so and if it wasn't his say so then whose say so was it that right. put those documents there Cause, and that would even be scarier at least I'm, my, my sense is at least with the Trump stuff he was probably aware of or at least involved or had some knowledge of what was going on there and if Biden really is oblivious that's even more of a risk to national security I think and lawlessness than the Trump stuff
1: yeah, and the other thing that complicates it, for just in general, but also for the media, is the fact that the media have done a good job of ignoring the possible China connection between Hunter, Biden, not possible with Hunter, it was definite with Hunter, but the possible connection between Hunter Biden, the Chinese, and Joe Biden, and there, uh, there are there's Chinese money involved in the pen. Um, the 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 what do you call it the uh, the, the, the think tank
4: think tank yeah um, yeah the pen Biden think tank which yeah. has it's kind of funny to think about that having think tank connected to Biden yeah, yeah
1: right yeah but I mean that that complicates it for the media because this will you would think would they're going to have to bring that into the story if they start covering the story that's going to have if, if that if that is uh, becomes part of the story they're going to have to jump in there and accept that and make that part of the story, but they're also going to have to um, explain why, where they've been the last two years.
4: Yeah, and the media's, the media's got its work cut out for it now. And I mean, this is going to be a real test for media integrity going forward. And, you know, one thing that has been reported, and again, I, I can't independently verify this myself, but one thing that's been reported is that some of the Biden documents were documents about Ukraine. And, of course, there's a Hunter Biden connection to Ukraine as well with Farisma. And also, you might recall, when Biden was vice president, uh, he was bragging about that he got a Ukrainian prosecutor fired uh, uh, before before he would agree to hand over the arms that Ukraine was asking for during the Obama administration. So, I mean, there could be several implications to this story, and the media is going to have to really pursue it. And it'll be interesting to see... Uh, Even though they now will have a special prosecutor, how much of a lid they'll throw over all this stuff uh, and how transparent they'll be to media questions, because there are a lot of questions to be answered. And, you know, I wish the media well. I mean, we have a free press to act to pursue these kinds of stories, Mm -hmm. uh, where you've got potential government corruption, lack of transparency. And so I say to the media, let's have at it here and, you know, do do the kind of job that the Constitution created for you And do us proud as American citizens who are not very proud of the media if you look at all the polling data of the last several years, which shows declining trust in media performance.
1: And there were people, serious people, on CNN and MSNBC when it was Donald Trump and Mar-a-Lago throwing the word treason around, including, I think, one supposed-to-be-serious commentator who suggested he should be executed if they find out that he had... You know, they were top secret, um, you know, uh, classified stuff there. What are it they really going to say now? It,
4: really, yeah, it really was outrageous in August to listen to some of these so-called journalists commentators going off, off the deep end there. Uh, and, you know, an interesting, uh, this, this week when this story first started to break on Monday, it's worth noting that CNN actually spent considerable time on Monday evening dealing with this story. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if during the Jeff Zucker era, CNN would not have maybe spent that much time, because you look at MSNBC, uh, and MSNBC on Monday evening only spent a total of 14 minutes over six hours from 5 in the evening till 11 at night, only 14 minutes discussing this story at all. And CNN had considerably more uh, coverage of the Biden documents, in fact, even CNN had more coverage of the Biden documents Monday evening than Fox News, surprisingly.
1: Well, that's an interesting, because that's definitely a departure. That, if that's a sign of things to come, then that's kind of encouraging. Uh, it will be interesting to watch. So uh, we're talking to Jeff McCall. He's a professor of communications at DePaul University and a media critic for The Hill. Um, so they're coming after the congressman from, from New York who lied his way into the job and I think should resign like yesterday. But we'll see what he does. But They are really coming after him and saying he should resign as though lying is something that just showed up in Washington, D.C. this past couple of weeks.
4: (laughs) Well, that's interesting, and it is kind of funny to think that the media is helping this campaign of trying to get him to resign. Now, I mean, I don't mind analysts or commentators having their opinions, but I'm not sure that that should be... uh, in the straight line reporting about this particular situation. And it is worth noting, as you say, uh, politicians have been liars uh, like for a long time. Uh, and and this guy, you know, takes the cake in many regards, but it's not like he's unique. And the other thing is, as Congressmen go, he's kind of in the uh, so what category. He's only got one vote out of 435. He's brand new. He doesn't have any clout. And so, I mean, I, I agree it, this guy needs to step aside. That would be my opinion, uh, but I'm not sure that the media uh, is willing to look at all of the other liars uh, in Congress right now, including guys like Adam Schiff, of course, who lied about Russian collusion for several years—a whole process that led to an impeachment of a sitting president—and uh, and, and any, any of the people who would say that this new, this New York congressman, this new guy, should be resigning. Because he lied, should be mentioning Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell in the same breath, and my guess is they're not. And
1: Blumenthal, who said he was a Viet, had spent time in Vietnam and didn't, and kept right on working as a senator. So um, I have a, I, I got to get into this other story this week, and I, I guess that before uh, the uh, the classified document story broke, this was the biggie, and that was the heart attack that uh, Demar Hamlin suffered on the field uh, Monday night, last Monday night, a week ago. Uh, He's from Pittsburgh, and I've been talking about this a lot, Jeff, this week, and I just there's more that I found about it today. Another story uh, out of Ohio that I saw. It's basically the first time that I've seen any serious media questioning about it, but um, this kid's from Pittsburgh, so it's a big story here. Uh, The story has been 99%, maybe 99.9, but it's at least 99% rooting for a recovery, which is what you'd expect. Local kid, you know, sad story, you know, great story. But the the, the percentage is at about 1% in the questioning about what caused it. Are they dropping the ball on that?
4: You know, it's perfectly fine, I think, to, uh, you know, go out there journalistically and say, we hope this DeMar Hamlin a heck of a nice guy, has a full recovery, you know, it was a very sad thing and a scary thing Uh, and and I don't think there's anything wrong with the journalistic community saying we hope this uh, you know, this healthy athlete, you know, returns uh, to full health Uh, and, you know, we're cheering for his recovery, but on the other hand uh, there are journalistic angles to this story that have nothing to do with the fact that he was a nice guy and had a philanthropy and is a you know, a great success story and a great football player and a Pittsburgh native. Uh, and by the way, to your listeners who are fans of his, you know, uh, I, I celebrate with you that he's, he's out of the hospital now and hopefully on his way to a full recovery. But journalistically, there are angles to this story that go beyond just the cheerleading. And somebody needs to be asking, you know, how did this happen? And what are the implications? And it's it's sad, I think, in, reg- in some regards, at the University of Cincinnati, where he was treated initially, has thrown a complete news blackout over the entire story, and they've not made any of the medical professionals available to discuss the situation at all, and I do think there are broader implications than just one person uh, who had, uh, you know, uh, a life-and-death crisis there, because p- particularly in this era, when we know beyond DeMar Hamlin, who's you know, gotten a lot of attention, deservedly so, but we know that there are a number of other young male athletes who've had serious uh, life-threatening incidences and, in fact, in some cases have lost their lives with unforeseen heart ailments. And somebody, I think, needs to try to figure out, you know, what is causing this and is it more unusual than, you know, we've seen in the past? And if it is more unusual than we've seen in the past, what might explain that? And, the media, the, the, the mainstream media, have been totally unwilling to raise the issue of whether or not COVID vaccinations are in any way connected to this. Now, I, I'm not a medical expert myself, obviously, uh, and I wouldn't have any way of knowing, but I do think we, we can you know, sensibly say, let's get people who would know, and let's get them helping serve in a, a journalistic function to start asking questions and to start looking at the research and the other incidences around the country where this has happened, including uh, a a young football player at the Air Force Academy earlier this week who just collapsed on the sidewalk walking to class and died. 21 years old, yep. Of a a heart ailment. And, you know, um, interestingly, that story has had very little coverage that I've been able to see in the mainstream media. And, And like you, I follow the media pretty carefully. And, I mean, it's been reported but not with any depth and nobody asking any questions. So I do think we do need to have more uh, answers here. And I think there's been too much effort to frame the story. Now, I'm not talking specifically about Hamlin right now. I'm talking about just young men with heart ailments. Mm -hmm. Uh, The story has been framed too much by politics. And I think this is a case where when we're talking about life and death for young adult males, uh, I think we need to get beyond politics and find out are there real health risks here and so could somebody explain them in ways that average americans could understand
1: yes and the other angle to this jeff is that when it first happened the uh, well first two things first of all if you from the beginning if you are in the media and you dare to question whether the the vaccine factors should be questioned. You're a, you're a bad person. You're a conspiracy theorist. You know, you're insensitive. Shut up. Just leave the, poor, the poor kid's in the hospital and all that stuff. But the other angle is that when it first happened, there were people out there saying that it was a result of the hit that he took in the game. And, and if that were the case, they'd, they'd know it by now and they'd be saying it. They're not saying that. And I've talked to cardiologists and I have uh, possibly I have a guest uh, coming on tomorrow. Who's a cardiologist, a very uh, prominent one, uh, who says that there's no—he doesn't believe there's any chance on this earth that the hit caused the the heart attack. So, you and then you have people writing columns saying that kids, parents should think about allowing their kids to play football because it's unsafe. They're 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 just they're creating a, a, another controversy over something based on nothing.
4: Yeah, it's and, it's sick. And and you know. The, the people who've tried to demonize um, anybody who would raise questions here are not helping the cause necessarily. No. Because here's the thing. If you don't ask the questions or you demonize the people who do ask the questions, we'll never get any answers. And th- this is a point now, I think, kind of in the public sphere, where to not answer any questions or to put an information blackout on things probably actually promotes conspiracy theories yep. or, or wild-eyed guessing uh, or some guy at the end of the bar coming up with his own theory or something like that and I'm thinking you need information to stop that and I think that the medical professionals the community has some obligation to come to us and just say hey we've I mean again you don't want to get into a guy's personal right. health situation he's got he's got his privacy and I think we need right. to respect that but I think they could step forward and say we are going to look into whether or not His vaccination status was a factor. We are going to look into the fact that this hit was uh, the reason for this or not. I mean, you watched a lot of football. Guys get hit much harder than what we've seen in that particular game um, where they just get up and walk away and they're healthy for another 40 years. Yes, and
1: I'm I'm out of time, Jeff. Just real quick, Uh, if that happened, it's the first time in the history of football that a, mur- a guy had a heart attack, a kid, a guy, anybody, had a heart attack as a result of being hit on the field.
4: That No known case of it ever in the history of football. Yeah, I'm- and that's saying something. When you think of how violent that game is, that's yep. really saying something.
1: Well, I'm out of time. And, by the way, uh, Lisa Marie Presley ha- just uh, keeled over with a heart attack a few hours ago and was rushed to the hospital. She's 54. We'll see what go- where that one goes, too. But uh, there we are. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Good to talk to you. Same as always. We'll see you. We'll be right back.
0: With SRN News, I'm John Scott.
1: Attorney General Merrick Garland appointing a special counsel to look into the Biden
5: documents issue. I strongly believe that the normal processes of this department can handle all investigations with integrity. But under the regulations, the extraordinary circumstances here require the appointment of a special counsel for this matter. The
1: special counsel will be led by Robert Hur, a U.S. attorney under former President Trump. It's been revealed more potentially classified documents have been found in two more locations. Congressman Mike Turner says the Biden's retention of the documents potentially puts him in violation of laws protecting national security. Thousands of nurses at two New York City hospitals ending a three-day strike. A tentative contract agreement offers better working conditions and pay
8: raises. This is SRN News. You know that your dollar doesn't go as far as it used to. At Key City Capital, we know that as well and would like you to know about investments we believe can make sense in an inflationary environment. For more details, check us out at keycitycapital.com. Key City offers passive investments in cash-flowing real estate that can help offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. When prices rise, more couples and families further delay homeownership. Key City Capital owns thousands of rental units with attractive prospects for income and appreciation as more and more renters apply to live in their communities. Let the team at Key City Capital grow your wealth and diversify your investment portfolio. Connect with them today at keycitycapital.com or call 817-912-1569, 817-912-1569. Again, that's keycitycapital.com or call 817-912-1569, 817-912-1569. Most of us
0: didn't see this coming. In fact, we've been stunned as we watch it unfold. America's young people have become so indoctrinated that more than half of them now think socialism is a good idea. How did this happen? We weren't paying attention. All the nation's schools taught this confounding ideology to our kids. Now those kids are adults. Now they want to fundamentally change the way America works. This radio station exists to educate and to return this country to the way it was founded. We have a country to save. Keep listening to find out how. AM 1250. The answer. What would you give for a child you loved? To make their wish come true. To help them fight a critical illness. Just imagine what you'd do. You see, wishes are so powerful. And you can make them real. They can give a child back their childhood. Even change the way they feel. Every single one of us can make the stars align. Because when we come together, hope and joy will shine. Wishes need stars like you. Visit make at Wish.org. The new year gives us the opportunity to make resolutions. You may have goals focusing on your physical, mental, or financial health, but have you considered your legal health? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hegerman. You may have been putting off updating your estate plan or creating one altogether. We provide free consultations in order for you to finally check the box off your resolution list. Whether you want to discuss the difference between a will or a trust or the functions of a power of attorney, we'd love to talk to you. To schedule a free consultation today, visit a-h.law.
1: Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call
0: Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van service master am 1250 and fm 92.5 the answer wpgp pittsburgh two two three cs pittsburgh a division of salem media group listen on the answer mobile app smart speakers tune in iheart or odyssey am 1250 the answer weather
8: Considerable it is expected for tonight, it'll be windy with a little rain this evening, followed by rain and snow showers late with little to no accumulation, low 33. Cloudy and breezy tomorrow with a snow shower, tomorrow's high 35. Considerable clouds tomorrow night with a couple of snow showers, low 22. Clouds giving way to sunshine Saturday with a
5: high of 30. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to Harry's.com and enter code SLEEK at checkout. That's Harry's.com, code SLEEK. Enjoy the John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer.
1: Hey! Well, I used to love it when I was uh, sent to New York on an assignment, and then I didn't. I uh, haven't been there in a long time. I have some relatives who live in Brooklyn. I have no idea why they would, but uh, people who love New York really love New York. We're hoping to get Libby Emmons on. I mentioned uh, in the open that uh, she's a journalist. She's the editor-in-chief of the Post Millennial. She lived there all her life. And she's, uh, she does a piece out now called Get Out of Cities. I left the sirens of New York City for the church bells of rural America, and uh, we don't—we haven't been able to connect with her right now. So I'll see what happens here. But I—I um, I just think maybe since I have the time, um, I wanted to. I, I just—I was just made aware of this uh, this story um, just earlier this earlier today, and I. This gives me maybe some time to uh, look into it and tell you about it because I, I, I've been ranting and raving about it pretty much since it happened. That the question needs to be asked about Damar Hamlin's heart attack. Someone just tweeted me and said there's a difference between a heart attack and a um, um, heart failure. I forget what the what the other one was, but uh, they saying that that's there's a difference between. Uh, a heart attack and um, something else, and anyway I, what i 'm trying to say here is that the question needed to be asked, and it wasn 't asked so i I did come across this story that was at the ohio press network dot com and it says uh, damar hamlin 's collapse brings vaccine safety front and center it 's a it 's a really good piece um, it's uh, I, the, what I was trying to think of there by the way, was cardiac arrest, a heart attack and cardiac arrest. Someone on Twitter said that there's a difference between the two. Um, I, I'll take their word for it. Um, I'm not a doctor, but I'm guessing that when he was lying on the field and they were trying to bring him back to life, it didn't make a big difference to him or anybody else, whether it was a heart attack or cardiac arrest. His heart wasn't working right. Something caused it, and my point is, where are the questions? Why aren't they asking questions? So – um this is this is a a guy named Jeff Childers in this story and this is what he said about uh Demar Hamlin quote this is on his Substack he's an attorney in Florida named Jeff Childers um and his his question is quote or his his statement is quote he's not the story he's the victim and he's talking about Demar Hamlin and he wrote uh, Jeff Jeff Childers wrote this And it's perhaps uh, the biggest story of 2023 thus far, at least that was that was true until maybe we had this little incident with Joe Biden and his top seeker or or classified information. But uh, this guy's a a big time attorney who's involved with lawsuits against Pfizer and other vaccine uh, manufacturers who are uh, suing for because they had adverse reactions to it, big, serious ones. Uh, including death, but um, so he, this in this story it says, by the grace of God and quick work, quick work of team and local medics, doctors and nurses, Hamlin is alive and making progress by the day. And, of course, we know now that he was let out of uh, the hospital yesterday. Um, but uh, for both January 5 and January 9 press conferences with University of Cincinnati Medical Center, Dr. William Knight IV, an emergency medicine specialist, maybe you've seen these guys on TV, and Dr. Timothy Pritz, a trauma surgeon. Notably, reporters have not been given access. Now, this guy had you—you you can call it what you want—a heart attack. You can call it whatever you want, um, but it says here um, that uh, that the, no, they have been not given access to any cardiologists who have treated Hamlin. Hey, Mike, I'm going to take a break. I have, um, in, in one second, I'm going to take a break. Libby is on the, just messaged me and said she's there. So I don't know what's wrong with the phone. It's not going through, but I'll get in contact with her. We'll get her on here in the last few minutes. But I want to finish with this. Uh, so they're not allowing uh, anybody to ask questions about cardiologists. And I'm planning, I'm. I'm, I'm I think I'm i got a pretty good chance of having one of the cardiologists in this story on the show uh, tomorrow at 535. So I'll let you know about that. Mike, uh, let's take a break, and then I'll, I'll see if we can get Libby, okay? Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. Well, that's why my pillow has developed the My Pillow towels. Towels that work. I know it's mind blowing. Towels that actually dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now, you can get a six-piece set for only thirty nine ninety eight with promo code STAG. Go to MyPillow.com right now, click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty, and they have their 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set off pillow Towels, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Special, and enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. That's 800-716-8087 or just go to
0: mypillow.com promo code STAG. Attention! If you owe money to the IRS, this is an urgent message. The IRS is cracking down by sending out heart-stopping letters, aggressively garnishing paychecks, seizing bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. They call it enforced compliance. And you better watch out because penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily, making it seem impossible to ever get out of debt. Don't let the Tax debt destroy your life. You need to call Optima Tax Relief, the number one tax resolution firm. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks that the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands. Optima's resolved over $1 billion of tax debt for their clients. A plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, they'll fight to get you the best deal possible. Call Optima now for a free consultation.
3: Call 800 354 2840. 800 354 2840. 800 354 2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM
0: 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well,
1: I told you before we went to the break uh, and we started the segment that I used to love going to New York, but not anymore. Um, and a lot of reasons for that. And I pointed out that uh, Libby Evans is the editor-in-chief of the Millennial. She's a woman who lived in New York all her life, and then here's the headline of her latest column, Get Out of Cities, I Left the Sirens of New York City for the Church Bells of Royal America, and she joins us now. I thought it was an interesting story, so uh, Libby, uh, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Sorry about the confusion there. I think it was my fault again. I've been known to (laughs) get the number wrong, but uh, (laughs) how much of a New Yorker were you? Um, I lived in
9: New York for more than 20 years. Um, my grandparents were born in New York. My mother was born in New York. My great grandparents immigrated to the city. Um, I always wanted to live there. My mom lived there when I was a kid and I visited her. I lived uh, near Boston with my dad. And, um, I spent summers in New York and even going back to when I was eight years old, it's literally the only place in the universe I could ever conceive of living as an adult. I went to college right outside the city. I went to graduate school um, in Manhattan. Um, I had no conception that anywhere outside of New York City was worth living. And then, uh, you know, COVID hit. It ruined my son's life. It ruined his education. And I thought, my goodness gracious, if I can't fix it, we're going to have to get out of here. Um, I was unable to fix it. Shocking that I could not fix the city of New York after it had been... That's wrong Entirely destroyed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got out. Yeah, uh, we moved. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. well here's
1: the thing: uh, As you were describing that, um, uh, with no, no offense intended here, but what you just described, your feelings about New York, is the mm-hmm. definition of a hick. Now, I don't mean that you're a hick. But when someone lives in, I don't know what small town you're in now, or if you're ready to divulge that, but um, the people who live in a really small town, they think mm-hmm. that that's the world where they live.
9: Yes, exactly. And, and it's, I, it's,
1: it's the same thing if you live in New York City and you think no, right. nowhere else exists. You're a hick. You just happen to be a hick in that's a big exactly city. That's
9: exactly right. That's exactly right. I often say to people that they have no idea how provincial New York City is. Mm-hmm. I know Brooklyners who were born and raised in Brooklyn— They've only even been to Manhattan a handful of times, um, never left the city. There is a it's a it's you, you look at New York and you think it's very cosmopolitan. But no, it's a whole bunch of people. Uh, you know, New Yorkers are a whole bunch of people who uh, have barely ever left the city in a lot of cases. Um, when you're talking about, you know, working class folks who uh, live in Queens or Brooklyn or Staten Island or the Bronx, um, I know I, I've known children like kids in middle school who have never been to Manhattan, who were born and raised in Brooklyn, never even, yeah. never been a, even across the river. So yeah, New York is an, an incredibly provincial place. Um, I think that's dead on to say that it's, uh, it definitely has that small town mentality and you can get fooled into thinking that it's the world just because um, you know, you don't leave it. But yeah, it's uh, it's been, it's been a bit of, I, I wouldn't say that it's been a culture shock, in any sort of like necessarily surprising way, what has been surprised uh, in a, in that normally you would say culture shock and you're like oh shocking because everything's so backwards. I would say it's been exactly you know the opposite um, from that. I find the um, I find the the culture in in rural America to be incredibly pleasant and. Um, comforting, everyone's of course, really intelligent, you know because here we are in America.
7: right. Um,
9: there aren't that many stupid Americans, I would say. <laughs> and uh, I, I woke up the, the day after New Year's and I heard church bells. The church bells were singing Christmas carols. and I was um, I had never heard that before, and it really did feel like I had arrived in a place where my culture was. Mm-hmm. And my culture, the culture that I, you know, had known certainly was not in New York anymore, not in the arts community, um, certainly not religiously. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, it was incredibly um, uplifting what, to what hear did the, the sound of...
1: What did the sound of church bells replace for you? I mean, what did you usually hear when you woke <laughs> up in the morning?
9: What I usually would hear? Um, traffic. <laughs> uh, sirens. Crying, screaming children in the hallway, um, mewling cats—you know, desperate for whatever mewling cats are desperate for—in um, the throughout the day, I would hear, you know, eventually Muslim calls to prayer, um, which is, you know, perfectly nice sound. It's not my cultural tradition at all, uh, so it sounds foreign to me. Um, I heard there were protests and uh, lots of screaming and fights and all kinds of. Craziness. Um, one thing that was particularly unenjoyable was the incessant honking, and my son and I would just look at each other and be like, "This helps. This helps no one. This doesn't help the people in traffic. Doesn't help anyone get out of traffic. Doesn't help us for sure." Cars, car horns going off forever and ever. Um, the sound of loud Spanish soap operas.
1: Yeah, and and, um, and, and what you just described, let me. I and mean, I went to New York many times, and one of the things that always struck me was the noise. And in some cases, the smell. As as uh, the last few times I went there, um, and I always wondered why would anybody? This is a, this is the epitome of a nice place to visit, but a place that nobody would ever want to live. Um, and so, uh, but you, 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 I saw that. I noticed it in your column. You didn't divulge your current location. Uh, can you at least give us a hint? Is it below the Mason Dixon line where you moved to?
9: I I moved to a red state, and okay. it's below huh? the Mason Dixon line. It, is it Perfect.
1: below below the Mason Dixon line?
9: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. So that's uh, so that's you went kind of south. You went south
1: instead of west. You didn't end up in Wyoming or or where it's just no. Where I, I didn't. Would go. Um,
9: yeah, I wanted to stay in the Eastern Time Zone. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'm an editor for the Post Millennial. Yeah. Um, I wake up early, and I didn't want to have to wake up earlier. <laughs> All
1: right. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're happy, and I, I, I wish we had more time. But I, before I let you go, I, I need to ask you, because you do write about politics, and you are an editor-in-chief of a really good, uh, at a really good website. Um, I can't let you go without asking you where you think the uh, Joe Biden classified document story is headed. Not only where it might be headed, but how, what you expect as, for, as coverage from the media on this.
9: I think it's going to be pretty split. We saw uh, the press secretary today from the White House calling it mishandled documents. That is not the terminology that was used when the FBI was sent to raid President Trump's house at Mar-a-Lago and they, you know, coordinated the Secret Service to make sure that he wasn't there. I think it's just absolutely ridiculous and it sort of shows distinctly the farce that was the raid of of mar-a-lago and that was the seizing of those documents including you know magazines and things like this presents all of this sorts of stuff Mm -hmm. um i don't I, i think that we're going to see what we always see from the media which is they are going to cover up for their pretty boy biden there in the white house and they're going to try and use this to show that there's something wrong with trump um, that's what they always do. I think you know uh, Joy Bahar. I'm pretty sure it was Joy Bahar today. Came out and was saying that uh, that uh, you know she's sad to have. Wait, let me see. I I'm pretty sure I have it. Yeah, she suggested that Republicans planted the classified oh, documents yeah. in Biden's garage next yeah. to his Corvette, just as they were this close to getting Trump they haven't been close to getting trump for years because he's not actually out there doing a whole bunch of illegal stuff right. unlike biden unlike the biden family unlike their you know his son
1: well any chance so, any chance do you think it was leaked by democrats who want to prevent him from announcing that he's running again which which has been reported that he's expected to do here the next month or two
9: yeah this is something that i heard as well that perhaps this is because the democrats are you know biden has outlived his usefulness Um, And so they're ready to let him go. You know, if if they really want to get rid of him, we're going to see a groping scandal, you know, that he accidentally uh, that that he he reached around and grabbed somebody or something like that. That's what they always do when they try to get people out of power. They did that to Andrew Cuomo and all the charges were dropped. You know, whether you like him or not, like he was he was incredibly mistreated, I think, by the attorney general's office in New York um, and by the media there. But yeah, I, I think it's possible. The only problem that the Democrats have in getting rid of Biden is they don't have anyone else. I mean, he's terrible. Right. But who else do they have? Kamala Harris is ten times as terrible as he is. She's, you know, she's ten times as unintelligent, uninteresting, Hil- and incapable. That's
1: I'll time for Hillary ahead. to come to the rescue. You don't
9: think they're done? <laughs> yeah. You know what they should do, they'll throw Hillary up there, uh, and then they'll have Stacey Abrams be her running mate because oh, you know how. Boy. How Stacey Abrams is definitely going to win the next time, I'm sure
1: right, what a nightmare. Hey, I know you have to do another radio hit. I, I think I kept you over i I'm sorry about That's the right. confusion. thanks for being <laughs> on uh, Libby Emmons uh, and she's with the uh, Postmillennial.com. Uh, dot com and uh enjoy your new life down there.
9: Thanks
1: We'll talk thanks. again
9: I'm liking it so far okay. thanks. all right Bye-bye.
1: we'll be right back oh, and then I won't be right back. We got uh, – we're having a little bit of a – little confused – oh, that's right. I took the break so we could uh, – yeah, okay. Now I know. So how much time I got, Mike? Okay. I I, I hate to – it's just kind of confusing here, but uh, – and I haven't gotten a total confirmation on getting this um, – the uh, cardiologist on, but I'm looking through the story here. You have to bear with me for a second because I'm going to find him. This is a really long story. I put it up on Twitter, at Stiger World. You can see it there. Uh, but basically, what I'm saying too is that if you, and I said it in the open here, is that if you um, are in the media and you are not asking questions about what happened and why he had, uh, Hamlin had his heart issue, I now I'm feeling guilty about calling a heart attack because somebody said there's a difference between a, a heart attack. and—and and, But I, that's okay. I, you know. Uh, whatever happened to him it wasn't good and it's up to the media to find out why it happened for all kinds of reasons but uh the the I'm going to have this this doctor on tomorrow at at uh, five thirty five he's a cardiologist in Ohio and he basically uh, is saying that uh, there's no way he believes that this was commotio cortis that it was caused by the blow and and what the point he makes is that um this guy, he's a football player. He's an NFL player. They, they have, they have to get physicals when they're drafted or when they're about to be drafted, and they check them for. Obviously, they check them for heart issues because, according to this doctor, the main reason for players having heart attacks or cardiac arrests, whatever you want to call it, uh, in football is an enlarged heart. So they, if this guy, uh, if if Hamlin shows. That he had an enlarged heart. If, it, if it's showing that now, it would be hard to believe that he was allowed to play with an enlarged heart. That that the enlarged heart is even is either a result of COVID nineteen itself, or um, uh, or the vaccine, and they, that would be something that they would know right away, and they would check right away. But the the um, the fact that the, the doctors in Cincinnati won't even allow anybody to, uh, to ask the question or even address the issue. But this is a doctor named Dr. Utlak, U-T-L-A-K. He's a, he was president of the Ohio State Medical Association, was named one of the best doctors in America four times since 1995, He's given over 200 talks to pharmaceutical companies and served as an expert witness on more than 100 malpractice cases. Here's the quote from him, and I'm hoping to have him on tomorrow. The fact that nobody, somebody wouldn't bring up the possibility of this young football player having myocarditis due to vaccine injury, it's like we're living in a dystopia. As far as vaccines go, it usually takes five to ten years to prove efficacy and safety. This COVID-19 vaccine was rushed to market. There's lots of data that show the danger of these in terms of cellular uh, disruption and changes in cellular physiology and biochemistry. And he said that uh, they would have known this. So start asking the question if you work in the media. And again, I'll say it again. If you're covering this story and you're not covering this angle of the story, of the story, you're wasting your and anybody in your audience's time. Get another job. You stink. I'll talk to you
0: tomorrow. The John Stachewicz Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the Yellow Van. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds, like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525.